From the Toddcast Studios in Ottawa, Ontario, you're listening to Talking Feds. This is episode two. Hello and welcome, GC. I'm Todd Lyons. On this edition of Talking Feds, part two of a six-part series deconstructing the Red Tape Production Initiative at Treasury Board of Canada Secretariat. In part one, we hashed out the planning phase for this initiative. This time, we delve into the engagement phase with my guests Sage Cram, Blaise Bear, Stacey Lelogy, and Natisha Patel. So welcome to session two of the Red Tape Reduction Initiative interview process, where we're trying to document. What are we trying to document? We're trying to document our experiences on the process uh, on the project. Right. Yeah, we're trying to figure out. Like, in essence, we want like a complete record so that if someone asks us, we can say there's a record of it. We actually talked about it. We want to actually write a postmortem about the project, and we want to actually extract some of the insights to communicate that to other public servants. And we felt that. An oral history was going to be a stronger, more um, more transparent as to what the actual story went through. So instead of us sitting down and documenting on, on a piece of paper on what happened, we thought we'd lose a lot of the nuances and, 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 and all the iterations that we left, the corners that we took along the way. And it also gives a human feel for what was experienced and how we felt everything happen instead of just writing it out on a piece of paper. What was the original plan? I'll take that one. Um, so basically, with the we were a very small team, so the original plan was reach out, um, get the story of what public th- servants felt where it was red taped to them um, across the public service. So being a small team, uh, the original plan was basically divide and conquer as, as best we could. So we devised, uh, we developed a workshop that we um, basically tried to go out and, and do as often as we could for anyone that was willing to take us. We um, developed a online questionnaire for anyone that didn't feel comfortable sharing their story with us in person, by the phone, or online. This was a way of using, using fluid surveys. They could tell us the pieces of the story uh, that they wanted to share and uh, hit send and never have to know anyone said anything about that and the third part was um, the GC connects group that we developed that we were able to probably the best way to reach out and get public servants across the board we developed a um, week by week strategy or actually three times a week by three times a week strategy uh, to go out there and collect stories um, by by subject area basically and how did you assume that this would all roll out I think the excited part in me believe that like the just the the thrill of being able to to talk about our problems would would get a lot of people to bite but it turns it i think yeah i'll get to the assumption uh, uh that's the assumption i'll get to the expect like the actual result afterwards but um and the other thing was that we i think we assumed that there was much like much, like uh, a bigger desire to explore these problems um, and that, I don't know, I think I was, I think we were looking for a much more rosy picture than we actually got. 
We also had some assumptions around Blueprint 2020 being a clerk initiative. And one of the, there was only five clerk initiatives that were across departmental. Uh, we felt that we were going to have a lot more support coming into this. We thought the clerk was going to be involved. We thought the Blueprint 2020 secretariats, because there were two at the time, were going to be involved with it. Um, we, we felt that the department's 2020 groups, because they're all over the place, would be really heavily involved in it. And it turned out to not be the case. <laughs> yeah, when I joined the group, um, I was interviewed to to see if I was the right fit for the group. And the questions I had asked the, the director and the, the DG, my assumption was that this was something that everybody was working on and everybody was really enthusiastic about. But then when I did join the team, it wasn't the case at all. Like we really had to punch a pitch to every department to try to get them to, to take us on and hear what we had to say. And to a certain extent, like every single individual to talk to, like it's not just trying to sell the value to departments, but sell it to actual individual public servants case by case to tell us their stories. I mean, just as a side, um, we had we had actual public servants who were who were contacting us, telling us, oh, boy, I wish I could tell my story, but I don't feel comfortable at all in any of the mediums whatsoever. And so like that was was really like. Uh, a big revelation, and and to um, Natisha's point, um, of the uh, of the um, sorry the unified front that we thought we would have, um, it turns out that like throughout the entire project, and I know this speaks to a longer term of of the project, um, that this fragmented view was like on everything. Like it's this was probably the biggest insight that we had on the project is that everything is fragmented nothing is like connected or government-wide or interoperable or things like that but i'll leave that for other conversations so how did you assume that this process would roll out actually i really thought that um that we were going to have to take our little laptops and go trekking into people's <laughs> offices and just sit down and, and document and i thought we would just as my colleagues have been saying i thought that we really had the green light already to do that so I basically came running with my laptop ready to go into, you know, reach out to the people I like, you know, in my networks and so on and say, hey, you know, sit down and let's have a chat. And Stacy started off as our as the Blueprint 2020 uh, red tape reporter, really. Yeah, and it's she, true. And you did. I remember you did a bunch of interviews. You had a really good go. And then you kind of ran out of people that were willing to interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Other thing that rolling out, um, the GC Connects group, we thought that people had stories to share. And even, and I mean, not even the, the, the meaty kind of, you know, deep ones, but even the simple, like the travel system sucks, that's, you know, that kind of thing. But we, we realized very early on as we started the, our online engagement that we couldn't, you couldn't just ask questions. We really had to dig and dig and we kind of, we had to shift gears at one point. Uh, in January. In January. Yeah. Did. So yeah, get way more more details out of them because we were we were just we were getting very fluffy high level. For um for like context uh, state, I think it'd be good to talk about 
what we actually had planned originally in the in the engagement plan. So the plan was to ask questions. And so we had a series of matrix of like six questions that we had. Um, and it would start by, you know, getting a high level just what what what's your like what's your red tape story and then move through kind of the conversation pieces of like what do you think stopped you um what was your experience um if you had to go through it again what would you change stuff like that so questions around that and so from our perspective we would catalog all the data and then basically run it through a case-by-case -case analysis to see if there's you know commonalities on various various stories of around the same theme and then start kicking out like insights of oh okay so trying to understand each piece as okay in this task these are the common problems these are the common experiences what do the what does this mean like what are can we extract some root causes can we look at it deeper and so when sage talks about we have to change our way of talking or change our way of doing business we have to move from asking people about their problems and kind of setting the frame for them to be comfortable talking. So setting the frame of specific issues that we've heard and getting them to reflect on them. So instead of having a blank palette, giving them a half-painted palette and having them paint only small parts of it instead of the entire thing. Color by numbers. Yes. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. Yes. Color Here's by numbers. The painting we're painting. <laughs> you, you fill out the blue stuff, okay? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be sort of jumping ahead because I'm sure we'll touch on it. But, you know, we were just surprised. Not Well, I wouldn't say we're exactly surprised, but um, just the uh, Blaze had touched on it before. Just the, the deep level of sort of mistrust and distrust in the system so that, um, you know, even when you knew there was a good story out there because you've heard it before from somebody and then when it came time to, okay, well, here I am or here's the medium, come and share and just um, either the story got watered down a little bit or it's just, no, I'm not comfortable putting it out there into the atmosphere. That was, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's, if anything, that's probably one of our findings. <laughs> Although a few topics got picked up and and beaten to death. Yes. Basically, like we had a few dead horses in there that were going, yeah. And um, I think what was interesting was trying to explain to people that we actually, in some, you know, we, we can't solve everything. And there are some things that are legislated that we can't reach and, and, and deal with. Um, and so maybe, like, yes, it is a problem. It's an issue. Thank you for noting it. Can we move on forward? <laughs> um, I have, I have, I came up with a saying, and I've been using it a lot lately. Um, it's basically, you know how in a rear view mirror you have, like, the task, <laughs> the text written at the bottom, objects may appear closer than in reality? When I look at red tape, or when I look at, like, tasks in government, there's a prism of, like, red tape that should have the inscription um, issues and challenges and tasks will, through the, the prism, will seem um, more simple and less complex than they actually are. <laughs> it's so true. Um, because oh it's, gosh. and I think that's the biggest lesson, is that there is no, like we, there are no simple tasks in, in the public service. Every single task that we have is a complex system on its own. Exactly. Um, and so your realm of influence is much much more smaller and like the levers that you have to play with are like you're fine-tuning things you're not going to go in and like it's like a maserati yeah it's exactly <laughs> government yeah government's a maserati yeah and you you just you, tweak it, you, tweak it. <laughs> you you can just tweak it um i think that was like that's that, a fine machine that's Sorry. it exactly it's a yes. it's a big machine but it's like 
trying to cut the like anyway so like the challenge even the challenge in themselves were like hard to decipher and i have a few examples that we can talk later on what was challenging about all this i get to go first please <laughs> yes <laughs> this is our favorite um reach so mm -hmm. for so this is all about what public servants felt where it was red tape to them and they and for us, we needed to be able to reach public servants because uh, deputy ministers don't exist in the same world or the same parallel universe as us. They live in a completely different place. Um, so their assumptions are different. So we needed to hear grassroots what was wrong. Okay, so in theory, it should be fairly easy to reach public servants across the board, but it's impossible. Um, the workshops, only people that that knew about us and heard about us were we able to go in and do the workshops and in that days I think our biggest workshop was 30 people so that's pretty small in in compare in sphere of the public service of 250,000 people um, the anonymous survey we, we tried to reach out through internal communications groups to I we wrote articles for them to post internally and I think maybe two departments picked up maybe three departments picked up on that we tried web buttons for intranets. I don't know if anyone picked up on that one. Um, and then GC Connects, which was probably our strongest place uh, vehicle to reach out. It was, um, it's only, what, not even 10% of yeah, the public service that's on GC Connects. And then of that, I mean, that's the total population on Connects, of which, well, if you think about it, how many people are active users? Oh, yeah, yeah. Compared yeah. to that, right? So we were really, really not reaching anywhere near a statistically significant, let alone a small amount of number of people. So we just got the, the highly engaged group that were interested and keen. And um, once in a blue moon, we lucked out with a few places. But that was, that, was, that was the biggest challenge, in my opinion. What's wrong with us? Why are we so disengaged? Why is this such a hard process? I don't think we're disengaged. I think we really are engaged and uh, we want to share. But I think that there's like like Blaze said, everything has so many layers of issues underneath it. Why these things happen. Um, for instance, there's there's the layer of, of reprisal, depending on where you are in in, you know, you may not have a supportive unit that is all about uh, continuous improvement. Therefore, please share your ideas on what we're not doing so great. I mean, one of the interviews that I had with, uh, with, with a particular department, they were, they, they, they actually asked, um, so you're not going to share how much of a shambles things were before we got started, right? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's okay. We're here to fix you. You did stuff to, to fix it and to, to try to remedy it that. So it's okay. You know, we're not this, we're not, it's not a witch hunt. I promise, <laughs> you know, and so there was a lot of that in the system. And, but people, like, once they felt a little bit more comfortable, they did, they had lots to share. They had lots to say. Um, in terms of the GC connects, as, as, uh, Sage was saying, you know, some of our, our colleagues don't have access to GC Connects. I'm thinking, well, they have access, but do you know what I mean? Like in a regular day, they like, I'm thinking of the call center people who are on very strict, tight schedules and they log in and they log out just to even go to the bathroom, things like that. I'm thinking of the, the, our border services folks and they're in their little booths and, you know, they get their breaks to leave. And, you know, I mean, giving up your, precious 15 minutes or whatever the agreement is to go on GC Connects to chat may not be your first priority, you know? And there is a lot of, um, I don't know how to explain it properly, but if you're using GC Connects 
and you've got managers that are wandering around and they see that you're on the internet, they don't understand. They think it's another Facebook. Mm. So they think you're just wasting your time chatting with people. You're not being productive. So if you're using your time to actively engage with with people and talk about just just be a member of the, of GC Connects and your manager sees it, you get in trouble. And I've been told that a few times. Like, I can't participate because people are walking around and they see what I'm doing and I get in trouble for being online. We actually had one person ask us to write a letter from the from our assistant deputy minister to her assistant deputy minister to have permission to <laughs> um, engage with our group. So that, I mean, that really talks to the issue around that. The other piece is we actually don't have tools to communicate broadly across the public service. Um, basically, to get to get to the internet and all those communication pieces, it's DG comms, and I think DG comms get I don't know five emails a day generic spreading things so it's whether or not these that one person decides this is important and needs to get passed along that it's that kind of thing and so i mean things will be changing with the gc wide internet for those who will actually go to it but we still we really don't have access points into public servants desktops the red tape initiative was mired in the red tape <laughs> Um, and I would speak to people and try to get them to participate in any way they could. And they would be like, why are you wasting your time? Nothing's going to change. Why? Like this blueprint 2020 is a joke. It's been going on for so long. You're kidding yourself. And they just cut it down. Um, another big challenge that we had is, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of initiatives are taking a different track than we did. Um, they would take on generalized problems and jump directly to the solution. And so we were faced with numerous groups asking us, why aren't you just designing solutions for major problems? And so one of the challenges was to explain to people that understanding the challenge or the obstacle was the goal of the project, that we couldn't do anything before we understood because it's like, what's the point of having a solution if it doesn't actually fix the thing? Um, so... I think, and that was, I think it was, it was hard. That was the hard point to communicate, like, even internally to our group that, you know, I, I like, I don't feel comfortable just taking on a solution and just slapping on a problem because at the end of the day, I'm accountable as a public servant to the, to the results and the impacts. And so, like, you have to understand the root causes of these things so you know which solution to put on and if there is such a thing that, that can fix it. Because as we've seen further down in the research, sometimes sometimes we can't do anything about it. Any other challenges? Yes, but we can continue. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we had so, one discussion on just challenges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for episode 2B. <laughs> so I've heard some positive discussion about GC Connects. What else worked really well? Or was it just GC Connects? Oh, no. Well, we have to – let's start with GC Connects okay. because there were a few pieces there that worked really, really well and we learned a lot from. So the first part is Blaze's heartbeat model. And that baby was great because it really talked about building the relationships, piecing things out in little chunks and understanding how to work. Because in an online environment, you don't have the beauty of – face-to-face -face interactions like the faces I'm getting right now which are great and 90% uh, of all interaction is nonverbal 
Exactly. So, so you've got all those elements. So instead of going out there and, and saying, you know, what's your red tape story and, and give us the heavy duty, aka, we, we, we took a dating approach. So on the first date, you do not ask about hereditary diseases or how many children the person wants to have. You go, I like to play sports. What about you? Or it's pretty outside, isn't it? So we <laughs> built up a relationship and a comfort level. And um, what worked really well with that at the end is we, we had people sharing us st sharing stories with us. And then we went, after the fact, we get a little note going, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that to you. <laughs> so <laughs> we got the hereditary diseases out of it after after lots of time and patience and perseverance. And so that was amazing. Um, our Connects group was the most active group on GC Connects over that our engagement period. We we blew all the other groups out of out of the water on on just interactions and and so that's and that's looking at all types of interactions that's people commenting people blogging their own blog posts that people liking things page views <laughs> the whole night even yeah. though i hate page views, page views but that's okay <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it was it was a, it was a great success story and it was really it was actually when we were going it was fun we had yeah. we enjoyed it i yeah, know it a lot um, so that gc connects was definitely that worked well um, the workshops when we went in, mm -hmm. the energy, yeah, and the support around the room and the, the teamwork that was that was really great. And we got some, we were able to distill the stories and get get to the essence of what the, the right. issues were. I think I think those those were the two that worked really 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 well. Mm -hmm. Um, going to the regions. So I went out west. Uh, I did a flash tour of five days, four cities, five days. Um, I went to Edmonton. Wow. I, Saskatoon. Edmonton, Saskatoon, uh, Regina, and Winnipeg. And um, that was probably like, um, <laughs> that was a mix of the best things, the best experiences I've ever had, and the worst stories I've ever heard. Um, I, the, the, the crux behind that is that like, People came out in in large numbers, even though you know, some centers have very low populations of public servants, and they talked about basically a version of reality that is completely unknown for any public servant working in Ottawa. Um, talking about a fractured uh, fractured hierarchy of knowing that your ADM is three cities away and that your deputy ministers is another city away and that there's no connection between those two. And so thinking about moving like a process forward onto people to which you don't have easy access or even a relationship with is near impossible in some cases. And so the processes that we create, processes, tools, and, and others that we create are very much Ottawa focused and they break down as soon as they leave the city. Mm. Uh, and so hearing that was probably one of the biggest success and like the, like it was gut wrenching to a point and in some cases created more of an impact than actually looking at, at the research of what it meant. Like talking about stories and I'm thinking of the, there's a nurse in Edmonton. I'm not going to go through the story because it, it'll take a good 15 minutes, but that there's a story about a nurse in, in Edmonton on performance management, which like overlaps onto 15 areas of red tape and it just shows you how inadequate we are at dealing with complex systems when it's outside of our outside of our geographic location so yeah the content was amazing but very sad at the same time the other thing that 
<clears throat> Sorry. The other thing that worked well, um, we actually managed to get some good virtual um, connections going with WebEx. We had, um, we sent out, uh, we actually partnered up with the National Managers Committee yes. and um, they, there was a good response. We ran a few uh, virtual sessions. Didn't we run a session with 95 participants? It was up there. It was up there. I can't remember exactly the total count, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, and we got a lot of good stories out of there yeah. and a lot of good, um, uh, let's say validation from for what we were hearing because you know after a while the stories start to repeat themselves right so. and you know what worked really well with the team on that one oh you want to stick no, no, it was it was amazing to watch so we had blaze facilitating we had stacy kicking the uh the chat room up beautifully and then natisha and i were kind of like floating back and forth trying to do technical work and and at chatting but it was uh, it was really cool to watch the team in action and we just kind of fell into place and we all had our strengths and roles and that it was kind of that yeah. was really it was, it was nice. good it was fun yeah. yeah i want to speak to the team a little bit um the tiger team's really small we are we were five <laughs> five or six people at the early days and we're we're so different we all have different strengths different weaknesses and we were thrown together and we yeah we'd never we, met we'd never well, met except for, except for sage and blaze yeah but the rest of us we didn't know what to expect every week was different we were given tasks outside of our comfort zone we were just thrown in and we worked really well together our we had a really different dynamic we all had different work ethic but we could rely on each other and we worked really well together i'd say for you know five people taking on what the 250 or 190,000, whatever we were at the time, you know, strong uh, public service to gather those stories without the infrastructure really just there for your use, you know, like we had to really use some guerrilla tactics to get it done. And <laughs> we really, uh, yeah, Natisha's right. We really pulled it together. So yay for us. <laughs> Any comments on why those things were so particularly effective? What, what, what resonated with people? Like, how do you get 95 people all riled up and excited about what, what something you're doing? You tell them that you're willing to listen to them. <laughs> we don't hear that enough, do we? No. no. you. I mean, you of all people should know that. I mean, <laughs> why do we? Why does everyone love the Toddcast? Because you have your chance to actually voice your thoughts yeah. and your, your opinions and your experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so I, we, we, I guess we, we, we've got a lot of experience on how... And so we put that experience and, and, and distilled it to exactly how, how would you want your story collected? And so we took a user-centered approach to how we did our project as much as how the project unfolded as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's that I'm listening kind of element to it. And people, people, people want to share and they want to make things better. We are a very engaged public service. It's just, we just tend to get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. There is something to be said about the cathartic nature of just sharing a story. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, again, you, you've probably seen it yes, more you're, than we have. You're preaching to the choir here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, I, what was I going to say on that? Um, cathartic. Cathartic. Uh, cathartic uh, um, we, we've, I feel as a public service, we fall into this trap that we want we ask the question of the thing that we most desire we individually most desire instead of asking the question of what others 
want. And so I'm thinking about we're we've been very we've we're caught in the trap of solutions and ideas for the last few years instead of actually just listening to stories and then from the stories trying to understand and empathize what others are going through. And I think that's we need more of that. You know, I think what also worked is um, for once we were shining, we were asking about ourselves. That was like, that was really the hook, part of the hook anyhow, is, you know, we do this looking out. How are we going to serve Canadians? How are we going to serve you? I firmly believe that if we can't serve each other and ourselves well, how are we ever really truly going to serve Canadians well, you know? And so just having the, the, the fact that people were, it's kind of like, you know, oh, you, yeah, we do have our own needs, don't we? And, uh, yeah, let's listen to each other and see how we can make it, you know, work better on internally. And I think that was part of the hook too. Yeah. And once, once one, as Blaze was saying and Sage, as once, uh, one person started to talk, didn't you find, Natisha, that like then others started to, yeah, I have that. And they tell their angle. And it was interesting because you'd see like different angles of the same issue coming out and which brings out, you know, the full picture. Were there any changes required to this engagement plan as you went along? Like, I, I imagine there, there, there must have been a few bumps somewhere. I don't even know where to start. Oh. Um, building the airplane while flying yes. airplane was, was the uh, running motto of our entire project. Um, not knowing what uh, the deliverable, like what, no, no, no clue. At any point in this entire project, we had, n- we never understood what senior management's expectations of of our final product were. And so um, we, we, you know, we built the project. I was having a great time designing it. It was fun, but often it was there was there was no indicator of are we on the right page or are things going along. So when we did get messaging coming down, there was, you know, we. We shifted, although it tended to be fine. But uh, for the most part, the the changes really come came from we weren't getting what we needed. So we, you know, realizing that oh, that's not the right question to ask. Let's try again. So it was just iterations on questioning techniques. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny, like the original plan had we would ask questions, gather the information, then reflect back because it's you're always trying to create a feedback loop to get more information. And as soon as we realize that, like, the intake model is the wrong one because you can't, you can't get enough meat to, like, process uh, a patty or something like that. Uh, that's, that's, that's an oversimplification and I apologize for that. Then you have it's very to. Very visual though. Yeah. So, um, so you have to, so we shifted gears and actually said, okay, so let's go from an, from the, from the information that we have. Can we start inductively asking questions about what we're seeing. And so the whole point was to provide more content than you were expected to get out individually and then take the little bits that reinforce incrementally over time. And so it meant, you know, expecting much smaller results and then pushing out more content out. That was like the biggest one. And then how do you frame? Like everything is how you ask the question. Like, are you, are we, cl- how clear are we when we say this? What do we mean when we say that? I think we spent hours, like <laughs> probably an hour or two per question. Yeah. Yeah. Debating yeah. it with the team just to yeah. get it, just to get it right. right. Like we question? start off with one thing. We're like, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. no, let's try it this way. And then just finessing the question. Mm-hmm. We spent yeah. a lot of time finessing questions yeah. every morning. 
Mm -hmm. So many stickies on the wall. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Stickies on the wall, and we would dissect each question, mm -hmm. make sure the wording was appropriate, make sure we would group different things in the same area. Uh, it was just so just as a, what Natisha's bringing up is that every morning, so we, we took the task every morning of analyzing all the content that we had. So every morning between 9 and 9.30, we would be in content analysis mode. And so there's like, there's no point where you would ever stop. It's like you gather the information, you question the information, you analyze the information, then you think of what the follow-up is. And so it's just this constant stream of thought <laughs> for six months. <laughs> when did we ever have time to work? I mean, we well, were, that was work. Yeah, but like to work on because we would split up who would write one pagers and who would work on different things and we'd have events to prepare for. But we were constantly meeting and. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. yeah. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, that was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Once the content started to come together, then you started to see the pictures starting to form, yeah. which was exciting. And uh, as Blaze was saying, yeah, it did start to create a feedback loop. And, um, you know, there's safety in numbers. I'd say that's when things started to really break through, when we were able to sort of contextualize the topics a little bit. You know, like when you, you get like sort of a little nugget of somebody, you know, who shyly maybe put their hand up and said, oh, I, I think I have an issue with performance management. <laughs> And then they turn around and run. And then, you know, and so we'd use whatever we heard and sort of piece something together. And, uh, you know, we've heard this. We put it out there. And as uh, Blaze said, you know, okay, so somebody dared to uh, crack open the window. And uh, so then after that, people would, uh, the, that's when the feedback loop really started. And people start to add their angle two points i wanted to raise on this um performance management oh my god performance management it's so timely it hit on march 1st and it like didn't stop for a month um so people would talk about performance management timing is everything timing in this is project. everything, yeah, yeah, exactly. everything. Um, the other thing is that although everyone would talk about performance management for a month there was one subject that we actually put up that got not a single bite Hmm. It's like, and so that the hole in the, it's, it's the pattern that is created by the lack of interaction on specific subjects is even more telling. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember, what was the subject? Was it financial planning? Oh, wasn't it my JV thing? Like the, the moving things back and forth between budgeting. departments, budgeting between, budgeting like going, moving money between departments yeah. and, 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 and that's, you know, how do you, if you move budgets and how do you move staff in between mm -hmm. things and. Nothing. Nothing. Dead. No one wanted to talk Crickets. about that. That was my baby all. too. I really wanted to go there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, about and secondments. That. No one talked about secondments. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. tried to talk about secondments. That sounds more interesting, though. But it yeah. went, when secondments did pop up only in the realm of HR disasters, a little bit. Uh -huh. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, was, I think that was um, that's probably attention, but it was really interesting. Like the ebb and flow of what information you would get would be like it's chaotic at best because it, it like Sage said, it's it's all in the relationships that you make and at what stage people feel comfortable to talk about things. So you really can't always expect to, to hear about something. We forked so many discussions oh, yeah. over other things where you start in one ROM Absolutely. and then you end up in a complete other and you're like, okay, so now we've got to manage the information for 
you know, it's like forking discussions that she's connect. So people have the relevant context to like feed into the conversation. It's always funny when it happens. Yeah, I guess maybe this is a good time to talk about uh, curation. And um, I, I think that uh, like I heard that <laughs> Blaze brought it up. I was like, oh, cool. We're running like a museum of public service comments. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, anyhow, like you know, and, but it's true, though. Curating the, the and I would say for anybody who's running or, you know, let's say is the assigned administrator for one of those GC Connects groups, curating your discussions is is key for for um, growth and for Sort of like that knowledge transfer and 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 maintaining so, your inf your feedback loop. So, Stacy, when you talk about curation, what mm -hmm. do you actually mean? Well, I'm talking about <laughs> it's beyond the moderator, where you're just replying on the the particular thread of a discussion and you're keeping the conversation going. It's taking the the body of work or the body of discussions and um, using it. You know, like that's great data and information there so who where are you gonna who's how who's archiving it how are you um information managing it let's just, put it that it's way it's also displaying it even yeah. it's like how do you bring the things together what pieces do you grab from other places and and show as a whole to tell it a story exactly right. exactly yeah anyhow I, I thought that was great so curation for all you gc connectors out there any comments about the results or have we already strayed into that area well enough uh, what type? Okay, do we want to talk about like we we got stories we expected? Yeah, we didn't get stories we expected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we we actually met, we were really ended up looking back at our numbers and our the metrics behind the project. I was quite impressed with the, with how we managed. We, we reached out. We got different. Um, we got regions. We got we got HQs. We got. We got a very good blend of things. We got great reach. Um, we had the webcast that, that actually probably got the best reach for us because um, it was coming out of the school. Um, the, so, the re I mean, the results were good. I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I'm going to skip ahead, but we got 440 stories, I think. But that, I mean, that's kind of more of a guess number because of workshops. We couldn't really calculate distinct stories. It ended up being one or two out of the workshop, but we yeah. got tons out of the workshops. Um so to me, the number is ridiculously low, like 440 stories. That's it's out of 190,000 people. people. You know, it's like, oh, my God, really? That's all we did. But we but, you know, but. just no, but we did do our best to keep it. Um, how's the word like uh, analytically sound or, um, you know, we used a tool for qualitative analysis because we're having a conversation. And this is not just a, a tick your box kind of quantitative approach. Uh, because of the the heart heartbeat model that we're using, and we want people to really share and go into that emotional side of things, that we're 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 basically picking up conversations and trying to uh, retrofit it, let's say, into this uh, into a qualitative um, analysis that then translates into some sort of quantitative result, <laughs> you know. And so we did have a great tool that we used, um, which was the Max, uh, Max QDA, and it was it it really is it was powerful. And we we took those conversations, uh, had it uh, you know coded. I could go into the the mechanics, but you know, boring, boring. <laughs> so um, so we did do that though, and and take that rigorous approach, let's say, to what is a uh, one would could say is just they're just a bunch of anecdotes. 
but they're not because we did take that qualitative, um, that rigorous approach and turn it into something. It, it helped having a manager or a director that's a social scientist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sure did. <laughs> Um, yeah, we should say. What was, what was, oh, go ahead. Knowing, knowing that we had these challenges with our outreach and trying to get people to connect with us to share their, their emotional stories, you know, gathering 440 or so, it seems like a small number, but seeing how difficult it is to get people to talk was pretty good. And we did get some pretty meaty stories out of it. You know, Natisha, I would say on, on top of that, uh, and this is maybe skipping ahead a bit, but w- after going through phase two and uh, the workshops there, like looking back, I would say that perhaps sometimes what was happening, uh, why we weren't hearing some of the stories is that people don't even realize they're in red tape. <laughs> yes. They're numb. They're completely numb. And they just figure, oh, that's that's what I do. I run, you know, I run three different parallel systems and that's life, man. <laughs> and oh, does that count? Yeah, does that even oh, count I just as thought red that tape? Was, you know, de- getting the docket approved—that's just my job. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go through six layers of approval. That's just life, man. That's how it is in the public service. Um, there's something else I wanted to raise um, during the. So, talking to Sage's earlier point of not knowing what the deliverables were, or not knowing where the project was going. So initially, so initially, we thought we'd be working on designing solutions for. Three low-hanging fruits in the public service. And um, so like I talked about earlier about the prison thing, um, uh, there are no low-hanging fruits. <laughs> um, but what was interesting in the moment of things, in the moment of the research, especially in the engagement phase, is that we sometimes would pull on these threads and we would think that this is the one. This is the thing that we're going to work on. And it happened a few times. It happened with... Um, wet signatures. What? Thank you. Wet signatures. Security. Security. And travel. And travel, travel. a little bit. And yeah. so it was very interesting because we had like we thought that we had concise information on on what these things were and what we discovered while running around. Like everybody was happy because it's like these are approachable, tangible results that we could potentially affect. And what happened in each of the cases is that as soon as you start digging deeper and you soon realize that your zone of influence is very, very small and in most of these cases, completely non-existent. Uh, so, so, so take that and go try to fix it. Ready? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no, it's it's it's. And I think, um, and th- there's a lesson there. And so the lesson is this, and this is something I've been grappling with a lot lately, is that we assume, and I say the big we, because a lot of, a lot of pan-government projects assume this big we, that there is more interoperabilities and interactions built into our system than there actually are in reality. And by that I mean, the government, uh, the public service in the government of Canada is not one unique organization. It is a combination of 40 departments and over 100 agencies and smaller, which they're with their own hierarchy, corporate culture, financial transfers, everything. There are units that are cobbled together in one organization. So while it is easy to state that you can influence something across government, it is much harder to attempt it because you have to think about the solution in a local sense of each of those departments. 
And a lot of the problems that we have are broken down within that reality or reflect that reality. So security clearance, for example, there is, although there are policies on security clearances, security transfers are a departmental responsibility, which means that if you want to fix the problem, you have to fix the problem in every single department. And that means that every single department we're assuming is exactly the same, which it isn't, have to abide by a new set of rules. So this whole idea that pan-solutions, pan-government solutions work is a fallacy because we do not exist in one single organization. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, we're going to drop the bike now. <laughs> Tell me about these stories. What are you doing with all these stories? So we collected the stories, um, and then we put everything into a quantitative um tool, as Stacy had mentioned, it was called MaxQDA. And so with MaxQDA, we were able to have the stories and then come up with like a mind map almost to figure out, like to list out what the theme of the story was and organize the stories in a way that we wanted to create metrics with, in a way. Sort of like theming it out, but ultimately creating metrics does that make sense well it's, it's like I mean, a how do you turn do you, a great story yeah. into some a picture <laughs> well actually even even a little bit backwards is, is um it's it's the qualitative data to using quality quantitative techniques right? right so how do we take stories and words and turn that into numbers so mm -hmm. that we can do analysis on exactly. it in order to then extract a new story mm -hmm. out of the end Mm -hmm. And so that was basically yeah. what we did with code yeah. books and we yeah. had all these, you know. We did so, so then trying to things. take the stories and l list them out by a verb. I remember. Those are tasks. Yeah, <laughs> tasks. exactly. Yeah. So like just the whole idea of yeah. a task, Sage came up with the idea of making a verb out of it so that mm -hmm. it was identifiable. And then, okay, bringing it down further, what are the barriers for you to get to be able to do your task and then what are the consequences so then that kind of started a good flow of how we could start breaking it a down sequence of yeah. things and deconstructing it deconstructing and once all the stories were in i think we had oh my god like over a hundred tasks and then we started breaking it down even further and trying to generalize it more so that it wasn't so chaotic and eventually, out of that those 440 stories, we came up with, I think, 15 to 20 tasks. And then we even streamlined it further. And mm -hmm. so a lot of work was done into to that. Yeah. Putting some rigor behind it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then we created the DNA of Red Tape, which is pretty much our, our roadmap that tells mm -hmm. us what the tasks are and the barriers that affect the task and how how it aligns with each task like how many barriers and what's the magnitude of the barrier per task in this color-coded bar graph that we call the dna and it, we it always actually, refer back to yeah refer back to it looks like dna markers <laughs> and what was fun with it was uh there was a lot of perception that policy it's the rules that are stopping us right red tape is rules and um by Pulling out, um, by doing the DNA, we were able to see that um, 
policy and rules I, there was this li- there was this little tiny little bit of yellow yeah. i think we made them yellow and <laughs> and and it was only in a few spots and that was it and really truly it was it immediately we were able to met the the person based behavioral type um, barriers um they just popped out and they came across the board through all of the tasks that people were trying to do so the issues weren't really we were able to see immediately just through this little this dna which is great um that it, it was around behavior and it was not around rules per se and process that stopped people. And so, and it's funny because in the bar graph, there was another task that came to be about halfway through, I may have mentioned this in the last session, but about halfway through our engagement, somebody asked the question, who else is working on red tape? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, again, we had the assumption that we were the only one working on red tape. Uh, it turns out we were kind of wrong um, in terms of the number of projects kind that were wrong. also either doing red tape or process transformation or things like that. Um, it turned out to be like the number turned out to be in the hundreds, I think. Yep. Um, yep. 170 something. 100, initiatives. Wow. 171. And that was distilled from a larger list that was the ones that started. And so we were only capturing the ones that were still active when we were there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so the, the the reason I want to talk about this is because um, when we uh, when we when we distilled the slide or the breakdown of the tasks and the barriers, we also looked at and we talked and interviewed to a lot of a lot of these projects. By the way, we compared and contrasted where where the projects in the 171 um, were all focused on, and it turns out that. The majority of them, like 90%, run process. Even though, from the user perspective, the biggest pieces of red tape were lack of clarity and poor client service. And so, process was a very small, like the process itself was a small kickout of like a very small barrier, but we were putting literally all of our eggs in that basket. Mm-hmm. And we learned that people respond to um, transformation by just cutting a process instead of actually looking at what the problem is. And we discovered, you know, service culture is a big problem. And I know a lot of people are aware of that, but they don't want to take tackle that issue. So let's just go and pick a solution we'll and just move go forward. Myth busting, yeah. and mm-hmm. we'll lean something out in that, and we'll call it a day. Because behavior is culture, and we can't change culture. Or we, you know, like everyone's yeah. terrified of culture. They do. It's like this. The, it's the it's the blankie. Yeah. Oh well, that's culture. We yeah. can't touch that. It's yeah. the big bucket. So it's the, that broad statement that we use for the things that we don't actually want to talk about. Yeah, I would say so. We did start to try to to <laughs> to break that down a little bit. I mean, um, it became a, sort of a thing where it's like. The culture, the C word. Um, and so it, we would challenge, okay, what do you mean by culture? You know, to make it less scary and less of a blanket statement. Let's let's put some names on it. What is that behavior? What are you talking about when you mean culture? Stupid bus. No. <laughs> it's the rain. I really appreciate that you guys have braved thunderstorms and <laughs> fire departments and ambulances and police to, to come here today. <laughs> If you don't think public servants are dedicated to the job, then you've not meant the four people across the table from me. So I hear a lot of criticism about regions feeling left out. Were there public servants outside of the national capital region that you engaged in this process? 
Well, yeah, we got lucky. Um, last minute, we realized that we really, we, well, we all wanted to reach them. So we were able to send Blizz out for his his flash tour through haunted houses in Winnipeg <laughs> and um, engaged public servants all over the, through the prairies. Um, and then GC Connects, of course, was wonderful, a tool to be able to reach out. So there was a, there's a few engaged um, public servants across the country that this is their, this is their line in to Ottawa and headquarters. And, and so they were wonderful in sharing stories and super, super engaged with it. Um, and plus, and the national managers community being able yep. to leverage their network across the country was phenomenal. Um, they're, they're, just, I mean, that was just wonderful. And the youth network a little bit as well. They, um, yeah. yeah. But also the, um, there was the, uh, development agency. FedDev Ontario. Oh, yes. Ontario, the Atlantic region. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And then we also had Quebec. Right. Yes. The, uh, the, the regional councils. The regional yes. councils. Regional councils were yeah, wonderful. Yeah, they came out, they yes. came out hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I think it was interesting because I think we've covered most regions, although I wish, I think we all wished we wanted, we wanted more. We all wanted yeah. more. Well, there was a huge, there's a huge disconnect between what's happening in, in headquarters. So we, uh, there's an experience of red tape in, in kind of that central space. But we, when the moment we started to go out and to get the regional stories, this, they blurred. They became even more complex because it wasn't about the nurse trying to get her 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 performance evaluation. It was it was suddenly an IT issue. It was a travel issue. It was a performance evaluation issue. It just went. It just the cut across all oh, e signatures was in there too. That's right. It just cut across all these different areas. Um. So we don't realize what what they go through in order to get their job done. And we don't have an understanding of what the tasks are that they that they have to do in order to do their job. So it, it was like concentrated in the regions, really. Yep. Were there any stories that really stuck out as being particularly interesting? I yes. really want to hear about Blaze's 15-minute nurse story. <laughs> but we can make a separate, like, episode 2C episode just for that. I'd, uh, I'd uh, just as a mental note, um, I, I'd love for her to actually tell the story. Because she was yeah, yeah. like... I'll I'll reach as a mental note. I'll reach out to her so she can maybe we'll put in contact because I think her telling the story is more powerful Excellent. than me telling the story. We had a story about a an employee who was trying to use the travel, the shared travel um, service, and uh, everyone's laughing. <laughs> she hasn't even started, STS, and people are laughing already. STS and trying to jump through hoops to get it to work. He was documenting the amount of time it took to go through each step. So he would say, nine o'clock, log on to computer, nine ten, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a time, a time travel. He was each, live blogging it on yeah, GC Connects with, as, he was doing as it, it would, as long as it took. And how many hours did it take? My personal favorite was the poem that was the briefing note one. So it was, it was all, it was like this entire story. It was a poem, I think it was couplet, um, of, of, of going through writing a briefing note. So from start to rewriting to up through approvals, go back to rewriting to, I love that one. And it was, it had to do with mice and how to dissect mice or something. (laughs) And so that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my favorite was the one where they hired someone specifically just to do, to, to, parallel format um a document that had to fit i think it was like 
the TV submission um, formatting. And they actually hired someone specifically to go through and make sure that all of like the fonts, the, the, the margins, the headings all lined up. And they had two versions, like one for their department and then one that they had to, uh, that would fit into the TBS um, uh, submission formatting, something like that. Yeah. It was all about formatting and i couldn't believe that one particular person that was their job just to do that <laughs> maybe i'm getting ahead of myself but please tell me that there'll be a place to read these in their entirety at some point during yeah the... on gck excellent yeah okay now that you look back on it what would you do differently you know i i think um at one point blaze had suggested you know we need to have more more like sort of Sanka sets. I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said. But um, I think I think we really just needed to have more drinks uh, with people. Um, no, I'm not kidding. And and sort of build that relationship and build that comfort level up and Network. and some virtual drinks. I don't know. Like you know, um, definitely I would. Uh, that's what I, one thing I would have uh, done differently is. Um, uh, more coffee, more reaching out, more like setting the stage, um, earlier on, and then maybe talking about the project a little bit later on. Yeah. Or what we were trying to do with the project, soliciting the information. I would have start maybe just with the commiseration, like my personal commiseration more. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm Stacy. Yeah. And I suffer and from I red tape. <laughs> <laughs> Here's That's what it looks like. <laughs> I agree. I mirror what Stacy's saying. Um, but at the same time, through all of the chaos, I don't know if I would change it. I find I learned so much and very quickly. I was, I'm very junior and I've never done this kind of work before. So the learning curve was high and you're just thrown with the wolves and you learn quickly. <laughs> oh God, were we the wolves? We're, we're, no. You just, um. Just <laughs> and I, I felt that was the best way to learn, just being thrown in and you got to get it done from my perspective. As being a senior, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better. Okay. <laughs> um, no matter what we would have done, we would have had to change it at some point, iterate and adapt to get more. And I think what i'm what i'm trying to reflect on is is it even possible to get more yeah so although we have the assumption that our stories is very much a small like a small chunk how much like is there another project and i think that's more for the rest of our careers to determine if it's if it's even feasible to get more because i've seen a lot of other projects on gc connects and believe me like they've gotten a lot less than we've gotten Oh yeah. And so I don't know if you can get like how much more can you get out of this. Mm -hmm. And because it's it's complex, it's 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 risk aversion, it's that big C word that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> it's all those parts of the system that make that talking about it isn't comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so like Stacy said, to make things better, you got to socialize more, you got to break it down to more core level where you actually build relationships to get that. But how do you build relationships with 270,000 people? Exactly. 
And so that's essentially the challenge. How do you how do you do that in such a way where they feel comfortable enough so when they do have like a very bad experience that they can come and talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of managers and a lot of the structure feels that and feels that pain every day. And so it's like it's an ongoing challenge as an organization to move forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? No? Well, we, yeah. we have another segment coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We yeah. have we have a couple other yeah. segments to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, final thoughts. Um, closing up the engagement. Like, the engagement is only one part of the project. I think that's the 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 one of the important pieces is to, to remind either the people that are, are will, might be listening to this or the people we communicate to in written form or whatever is that this is only one part of the project like listening to public servants is one part it's not the entire part of the, of the entire project we had like there were more things to come out of it mm -hmm. i feel like as we're reflecting on phase one there's I'm going to get sentimental, um, a little bit of sadness because we've created a really strong bond amongst the team. We've done a lot together. We've, as Sage mentioned before, we constructed the plane as we were flying. And so one would get attached to that. At least I'm quite attached to that. And as the project, <laughs> as the project is rolling out, it's just, you know, we've, We've fought, we've cried, and now things are coming to an end, and it's sad because it was great. Yeah, and I value every every minute of it. It's true. Yeah. And I have to say, I might, not just me, like we're all on some level optimists, although I guess maybe I could name myself as a Pollyanna of the group because like I totally believe in this incremental, you know, change where like, okay, well, we didn't get, we didn't totally blow up the death star but we we chipped away at it and there was a chunk that fell off you know and um i i like i'm i'm okay with that you know i'm okay with that and i'm in for the long haul i'll i'll do it again and if there's another opportunity but um yeah i totally identify uh with what natisha is saying in that you know it, there's we really really put a lot of our personal selves let's say into the project and um uh really stand by the results and what's coming out absolutely and oh god if it was up to us we would have totally like <laughs> we would have reconstructed this whole thing everybody would be connected everybody would be talking uh this thing called silos that would be a thing of the past yeah you know and um at least we may not have or been able to solve everything but um or even come up with specific solutions but we would be on a and i still think we are on a on a road toward that you know where at least it was the first um a first big swipe and truly for us for our project truly um grassroots bottom up so all right natisha stacy blaze uh sage wherever you are <laughs> Thank you. It's been great talking to you. And let's let's get together and have another conversation about this real soon. Thank you, Thank Todd. you. Okay. You've been listening to Talking Feds, Episode 2. 
All opinions expressed on the program are strictly those of the individual and are not necessarily those of their employer. Talking Fades is planned, written, and technically produced using open source software, Canboard, DocuWiki, and Audacity running on Kubuntu Linux and Linux Mint KDE edition. Our theme music is by Jazar and is used under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Talking Fed's content is free to use and share under the same CC by SA license, and episodes are always available on the open web at toddlines.ca. If you've got a comment, suggestion, or question, please join the Talking Feds group on GC Connects. You can also reach me directly at todd at toddlines.ca. I'm Todd Lyons. See you next time. <laughs>